You are listening to Announce, Season 4, Episode 48, Obsolete. Take a moment with Announce, a podcast providing thought-provoking anecdotes tailored with you in mind. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. The date of the release of this episode is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. In five days, on December 7th, it will be 81 years since the attack on Pearl Harbor. This surprise attack by Japan was the impetus that pulled the Americans into World War II. And when considering the history of the United States of America, December 7th, 1941, like September 11th, 2001, is a day that can never be forgotten. Within the conflict of World War II, there are thousands of events, some recorded, some forgotten. Stories of smaller battles and lesser-known poignant occurrences from which we have the opportunity to learn. This is a story of a smaller ancillary event which occurred on December 7, 1941. One that many may have never heard of as it was eclipsed by the enormous catastrophe that occurred later that same day and the worldwide conflict that ensued. The Ward was a ship that had been rapidly constructed and commissioned for battle in 1918 during World War I. It was a 1,247-ton Wicks-class destroyer. The keel of the vessel was laid down on May 15th, and 17 and one-half days later, on June 1st, the USS Ward was launched at Mare Island, California. A few weeks later, she was outfitted, equipped, and commissioned. Then about five months after that, on November 11th, 1918, the First World War was over. By 1921, the USS Ward was decommissioned. This old and obsolete vessel was recommissioned for service as the probability of the U.S. going to war was increasing. The military needed to be built up dramatically to be ready to enter the war in Europe. So, many available retired assets, including the USS Ward, were pulled back into service. On January 7, 1941, the ward was recommissioned and sent to Pearl Harbor. Flash forward about 11 months. It was early in the morning of December 7, 1941. The USS Ward was on a precautionary patrol in the waters outside Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. At about 3.57 a.m., the radio room received a rather startling message from a coastal minesweeper of a visual sighting. And it kind of looked like a submarine periscope. It was reported to be slowly approaching the shipping lanes into Pearl. The ward set course to investigate, not really knowing what they might find. If they could even find what had been reported, and even if they did, it was probably just a chunk of debris or driftwood. Against expectation, about three hours later, they did find what had been reported. And it was, as described, a submarine periscope and a conning tower, though much smaller than usual, and it appeared to be on a slow but steady course following a commercial vessel to Pearl Harbor. The brand new captain of the ward, William W. Otterbridge, ordered his recently deployed reservist crew from St. Paul, Minnesota, to engage with and fire on the enemy. This outdated ship was equipped with a few old-fashioned 50 caliber deck guns. Devastating in impact when it found its mark, but not terribly accurate. 
Hitting the doors of a Minnesota dairy barn at 100 yards was possible, but the chances they might hit this small target bouncing in the waves were iffy at best. The ward took a run at the sub and fired its first shot from the number three gun. That gun crew came close, but they missed. The ward lined up for a second run on the sub, and with its second shot, another 50 caliber round was delivered, and best as they could tell... It was delivered to the center of the base of the conning tower. The midget sub quickly dove, or sank, out of sight. To be sure the enemy was neutralized, the ward dropped depth charges. An immediate report of the incident was radioed in. To add emphasis, they sent a second message which stated, We have attacked, fired upon, and dropped depth charges upon a submarine operating in the defensive sea area. Within an hour, this astonishing report made its way to the commander of the fleet at Pearl and the message was quickly disregarded as nonsense and forgotten. Shortly thereafter, bombs and torpedoes dropped by Japanese zeros began to wreak havoc on ships and planes and people. But the first shot of the day, the opening shot of the war for the U.S., was from the USS Ward. Even still, for over 50 years, the reality of the actions and reports from the USS Ward were doubted. Such a crazy idea. It had to be the actions of a bunch of jittery reservists. However, in 2002, the accepted history was rewritten. That midget sub, the one those jittery Minnesota reservists took a couple of shots at, was recovered from a depth of 1,300 feet with a big old 50 caliber hole in the base of the conning tower. During the course of World War II, the ward continued in its service. It engaged in other actions in the Pacific, and in late 1942, early 1943, the ship received a few upgrades and was converted to a high-speed transport. And many of the reservists from Minnesota continued to serve on the ward. Captain Outerbridge had been reassigned. Looking forward exactly three years, to the morning of December 7, 1944, the U.S. ward was on assignment in the Philippine Islands. The ward disembarked over 100 soldiers onto Dinagat Island. A short time later, she came under attack from several Japanese aircraft. One bomber succeeded in striking the ward in a kamikaze attack. This assault left the ward completely dead in the water and burning. The situation was hopeless. The captain ordered everyone to abandon ship. But the noble ship, the obsolete USS Ward, was a bit stubborn. Though a complete wreck and still burning, she would not sink. Another vessel, the USS O'Brien, who responded to rescue the sailors in the water, was ordered to fire upon and scuttle the ship, to avoid any possibility that it might be captured by the Japanese and turned against the U.S. The captain of the O'Brien, Captain William W. Otterbridge. The man who commanded the USS Ward three years earlier to the day when Pearl Harbor was attacked. Captain Otterbridge ordered the USS O'Brien to fire two shells into the aft of the ward, and finally, obstinately, the obsolete USS Ward was sent below the waves by the man who captained her when the first shots of World War II were fired. So, here's the ounce. Does an old tool, habit, attitude, solution, bit of wisdom or knowledge become old-fashioned? Out of date, outmoded, obsolete. Maybe. 
But as cool as the new stuff is, with all its whistles and bells and LCD displays and high-speed computer chips and flashy new style and attitude, the old stuff, the simple stuff, the basic elemental things that efficiently accomplish the tasks, solve the problems, and do the jobs at hand will always be indispensable. And finally, with respect and admiration to veterans and their families, past and present, I tip my hat. You honor this nation and people with your service. May respect for that service and the rights you have protected and preserved for us never become obsolete. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening to another great episode of An Ounce. I'm betting you know some folks who would enjoy this podcast too. So share the love. Please like, follow, and share. And we'll catch you next time with a new minute measure of wisdom from An Ounce. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.